Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. That's about seven books into the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 is where we're going to be. Now, let me uh, just recap what we've been going through. We've been asking ourselves, what in the world is it that God wants from us? And we've been steadily answering that question. The first thing that we uh, learned that God wanted from us was what? Y'all remember? A little pop quiz here. What was it? What was the first thing? Huh? No, that was last week. What was the first thing? No, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't. You have to something but hey, something you have to do before you love. What what was the first one? Believe. Believe, right. There you go. First thing uh, thank you. Thank you. I was hoping somebody would remember. The first thing you have to do is believe God. And the first thing God wants from us is to believe Him. And then once you believe Him, we learn that you can love love Him. Right. And uh, we have to believe Him before we can love Him. But once we believe in Him, we can love Him. Once we love Him, we learn that we, Miss Becky, obey obey Him. So uh, those all go in order. There's not, you can't, you can't love Him before you believe in Him. Because if you don't, uh, if you don't believe in him, you can't. Lo- uh, there's no way you love him. I mean, you can't love something you don't believe in, right? Yeah. So you have to believe in him. Then you can love him. And then once you love him, because you love him, we learned last week that you obey him, and that leads us to the fourth one uh, that we know that God wants from us. And the last thing that God wants from us is to glorify him. And so we're going to look at that today in this passage of scripture and. Uh, uh, Paul was writing to the church at Corinth about uh, about this, and he gives us uh, some instruction in how we can glorify God. Uh, and really, uh, we we really need to understand how to glorify God in order, and the reason why we love Him, believe Him, love Him and obey Him is to glorify Him. Look with me in verse 31. It says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Now, let me just uh, share with you something. Um, uh, God didn't send His... uh, What was the reason that God sent His Son A lot of times we want to say it's because He loved us. Well, that's true that He loved us. But the real reason that God sent His Son uh, to live on this earth and to die on the cross is that He might receive glory. Right? And in fact, the, the whole reason that God created all that is, let's just go all the way back and let's go back to uh, uh, before God created the earth. And let's say, let's, let's even go back uh, before God created all the angels. You realize the angels didn't exist forever, right? Only God is, is, uh, uh, exists forever. 
uh, a, a God existed eternity past and will exist eternity future. Uh, and the angels were created by God. But before the angels were created, before God created anything, uh, God, the only reason God did anything is that He might receive glory. And let me show you something. God had glory before the angels were created, before they were created to glorify Him. And let me tell you something. Um, the whole reason that, that we were created also was that we might give God glory. And so... Uh, 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 we must understand that the whole reason that we do anything is is that we might glorify God. And, we, and so it is kind of uh, uh, fitting that we come to this at the end because this is the whole reason for why we do everything. There are certain questions. Who, what, where, when. Uh, those were all questions I always had to answer when I was working at the newspaper in all the articles. That everything that I wrote, I had to make sure that everybody understand, understood who was doing it, when were, when were they doing it, why were they doing it, where were they doing it. And so all of that, and, and a lot of times I'd put in a fifth one, how. You know, they don't always teach you those, they always teach you the four uh, W's, who, what, where, when, why. But <clears throat> there's also how. Uh, and you tell how they did whatever they did uh, to round out the story. And, and of all those things, one of the most important ones was why? Why are they doing this? Why, why is the city council meeting uh, deciding this? Why is uh, 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 the, the school board deciding to do something? Why did somebody uh, go out and rob the bank? Why did somebody uh, go and... Uh, um, uh, uh, run through the streets the other day, or whatever it is. You know, why is it that they did the uh, this festival or that festival or whatever they did? Why? Why? And that's the question that we always want to ask. And the most important question that we need to answer with uh, with everything that we do for Christ is why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And the reason why is is that we might glorify God. Now, let me tell you something also. This is why it's also important for us to be here. The reason that we come here is not about you and me. It's not because we feel good when we leave this place, even though we might. It's not because we can get a check mark beside our name or a gold star because we were present. It's not so we can get a little pen that says we have perfect attendance. It's not so that we can uh, tell other people that we were in church. Uh, and it's not because uh, our mom and daddy drug us here, even though they might have. Uh, the whole reason that we come and worship is so that we can glorify God. The reason that we sing is to glorify God. It's not to make Miss Becky and Miss Patty feel good, even though they might. It is so that we can glorify God when we sing. And that's why even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, you can't, uh, you can't even make a tune by turning on a radio, you ought to sing. You ought to glorify God with your voice. We're told that we glorify God when we sing. That's when we take up an offering, we all ought to put something in the offering plate uh, from time to time because when we do that, we are glorifying God and showing that we depend upon Him and we, de uh, and we uh, uh, expect God to, to care for us and we recognize that God has given us all that we have. When we give in our offering, we are glorifying God. When we worship together and come and we have an opportunity to testify what God has done in our life. When Miss Crystal has taken up a uh, 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 
prayer requests on Wednesday nights. What's the first thing that, that she does? What do we have to praise God for? The reason that we do that, why we praise God is so that, not so that He'll answer our prayers. It's so that we can glorify God. God's going to answer our prayers regardless, but we need to glorify God by praising Him and giving testimony of what God has done in our life and sharing with others what God... The reason you go out and you share your testimony and witness to someone is not because of some obligation, not so you can get into heaven, not so you can get a check mark beside your name or as they used to do on the envelopes. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But there was a place where you could check if you witnessed to somebody on your envelope. It's not so you can put a check on your offering envelope saying that you uh, witnessed to somebody. It's because you glorify God when you witness. When you tell someone what God has done in your life, when you share with someone what God has doing in your life, you give God the glory. And that's the whole reason we come to church. That's the whole reason that we're here. And if we're not doing that, then we ought to close the doors and never open them again because we are here to glorify God. Now, let me tell you how important it is. Turn over with me in the book of John. Jesus tells us in John chapter 17, verse 4, He says, I have glorified thee on earth. Look, here's Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate, and He is saying, I have glorified God the Father with all that I've done. He says, I have verse 4, I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work with which thou hast given me to do. He says, the work that you gave me, God, the reason that I am here on this earth is to glorify God the Father. And in everything that Jesus Christ did, he was assured that he glorified God, and many times he prayed to God the Father so that he might be able to glorify him in his actions, when he healed someone, when he uh, uh, did a miracle, it wasn't so that people could uh, uh, just uh, gawk at him or anything like that. It was to glorify God and to uh, express the glory of God in his life. And so we need to understand that we too need to glorify God. Uh, uh, Paul, in his writing to the church of Corinth, uh, encourages them. He says, no matter what you do, whether it's eating or drinking or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now, I don't understand truly why he wrote eat or drink, but I think it's because of the fact that eating and drinking is something that all of us do. Raise your hand if you've never eaten or drunk anything. Well, I don't think anybody's crazy enough to raise your hand because we're not here if we don't eat or drink. So I think what Paul was saying is in everything that we do, everything, even the most mundane things such as eating and drinking, all the things, even the things that are essential for life, you need to do in order to glorify God the Father. You need to glorify God in everything that you do. Uh, You might say, you mean everything I do? Yes, when you take in a breath, uh, all of us breathe too, right? Well, that's one of the things we all do. It doesn't matter how much you want to cut the habit, you've got to breathe, okay? It's one of them things you've got to do if you're going to stay alive. Now, even when we take in a breath, can you imagine uh, the fact that that you take in, uh, uh, how many breaths do you think you take in every day? Oh, a whole lot. A whole lot every day. Do you think you take in more than 4,000 breaths a day? More than that, probably. 40,000 breaths a day you take on average, okay? 
40,000 breaths. With every breath that you take in, you ought to be doing it to the glory of God. Every time that you, every decision you make, everything that you do, you need to glorify God. <coughs> and you need to say to yourself, I'm not going to do anything in my life that doesn't give glory to God. It doesn't matter whatever it might be. It doesn't matter whatever you do. And look, this is a good way to keep away from sin and a good way to, uh, to keep from doing things you shouldn't do. All you have to do is say, uh, is to ask yourself, will this give glory to God? Can I glorify God in what I'm about to do? Can I glorify God in the things I'm about to say, in the things I'm about to do? Will this give glory to God? And if it doesn't, you don't do it. If it does, you do it. And you do it in such a way that will give glory to God. Now you might say, how can I glorify God in everything that I do? Uh, there's three things that you can do. First of all, you need to recognize the glory of God. Now, uh, let's just uh, imagine uh, a king in all of his uh, glorious uh, uh, clothes. Uh, think about King Solomon and all of his glorious robes and all the fine linens that he wore and he's got the big crown on his head and everything like that. And let's say you take off the crown of, uh, of the king and you take all these important vestments off. You put them in some shabby clothes and you put uh, uh, some uh, movie prosthetics on his face to disguise what he looks like and you set him down beside uh, a, a beggar on the street and when people go by, they're not going to uh, show reverence to the king because they don't recognize him, they don't see him, they don't see the crown. And without the crown, uh, he's pretty much not uh, recognized. And so he does not receive any glory because of what he's done. You take, uh, for instance, you take a police officer and when a police officer has his uniform on, he's got his badge on and he's in that police cruiser, when you're going 75 miles down uh, the road and it's a 45 mile an hour zone and he turns on the lights woo -woo, and he pulls in behind you, guess what? You show him respect because he's representing the law and he's in that role as a police officer. But when he takes off his uniform and he lays his badge down and his gun down and he's in his yard mowing grass, he's not recognized as a police officer. He's recognized as Joe Blow. Same, for instance, for um, a, uh, a senator or governor or uh, the president. You take them out of the situation in which they're in. You take them out of the role that they're in. They don't receive the glory and honor. When they're doing their laundry, they're not doing it as the governor of the state or they're not doing it as the president. They're doing it as the husband or wife of uh, the person they're married to. They're doing it as the father of the household or the mother of the household. And so we need to understand that those, those uh, places of honor, like for instance a judge, you, you consider a judge and uh, they're in their uh, robe and they're sitting behind the bench. When you come before that judge and they are adjudicating your case, that's a good uh, big word there. Uh, it shows how smart I am. Adjudicate. Uh, when they're adjudicating your case, you say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. 
uh, you say, no, sir, no, no, ma'am. You make sure that you tell them, show them proper respect because you're respecting the court and you're respecting their position as a judge and also because they can throw you in the slammer, right? Now, you do all that, but when they leave the office for the day and they take off that robe and they get in the car and they're going home, they're no longer the judge in the courthouse. They have to follow the same rules that you and I do. They have to follow the same laws that you and I follow. And they are mommy and daddy to children uh, in their household. They're the husband and wife of whoever they're married to. And they're just like anybody else when they leave behind the, the, the uh, 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 vestments of their role as the judge. But God never sets aside His glory. God never uh, sets aside uh, the fact that He is God. He is always God. He doesn't stop being God from one moment to the next. He is always God. And so we need to recognize that God is uh, uh, God has glory and that He is who He is. And that's, uh, you, you say, uh, uh, I don't understand the Old Testament too much. they got all these rules and everything. All those rules were to help the children of Israel to learn who God was and to understand who God is in His glory and to understand His righteousness and to show God the proper reverence that He deserved and to help him, them to, to learn and to develop an understanding of the holiness of God. And you see, and all those things that they used to do and all those things that they had to go through when they worshiped, it was to glorify God. You and I need to glorify God and recognize His glory. Secondly, we need to reflect the glory of God. We need to show everyone else the glory of God. Now, when you see the sun going through the, uh, the, the night sky, is the sun, I mean, uh, you, you see the sun go through the sky and then at night, uh, what happens? You see the moon come and rise. Now, is the moon uh, blur, uh, burning like the sun? No. What's the moon doing? It's reflecting the light of the sun. It is, it's not burning. It is simply reflecting that light that the sun's giving off. And the other day we had the blood moon, right? And we had where uh, there was an eclipse and the earth went between uh, the path of the moon and the, the sun and it caused the moon to turn uh, red. And we saw all that. Why? Because it was not able to reflect the sun the way it always does any other time. And so as a result, uh, we understand the role of the moon. It is to help give light during the night and it reflects the light of the, of the sun. And when, in our lives and all the things that we do, we are to reflect the glory of God in all the things that we do. And that means when we go about our business, when we're doing things, we ought to glorify God and we ought not to do anything that takes uh, away the glory of God in our life. We ought to make sure sure that we are reflecting the glory of God in our life by sharing with others the message of God's love, helping them to understand what God has done for us, helping them to see Jesus Christ in our life, making sure that people are aware of what God is doing for us and what He has done for them. This is reflecting the glory of God. And in our actions, in our way in which we speak, in the way in which we uh, present ourselves, in the way in which we care about our life, it is a reflection of who God is. 
is. Because we call ourselves Christians, right? We say that we have Christ in us. If we have Christ in us, we ought to ex- exhibit the characteristics and the, the nature of Christ in us. And so we ought to carry about uh, and show the world who Christ is. Now, uh, the last one that we need to understand is uh, right on time. The last one that we need to do is we need to also receive the glory of God. Now, how can we do that? Now, what do you mean we receive the glory of God? Let's go back to John. <coughs> Look at John chapter 17. Again, go a few verses before chapter uh, verse 4. It says, Jesus spake, and He lifted up His eyes into heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorify Thee. Now see, that's what Jesus is doing. He's going to the cross. He's going to glorify God. And He is seeking God's glory upon Him as He does that. As Thou hast given uh, Him power over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as hast given Him. And this is the life eternal, that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. And I have glorified Thee on earth, and I have finished the work which Thou hast given me. And now, O Father, glorify Thou me uh, with Thine own self, with the glory which I had uh, with Thee before the world was. And I have manifest thy, uh, thy name unto the men which thou gavest me of the world. Thy, uh, thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. He says, look, I have given the glory that you have given me to the men that, I, that you have called to me. The disciples, he's talking about the disciples, and he's not just talking about the disciples, though. He's talking about all of us that have followed in the pathway of discipleship. We've all received the glory of God when we uh, are, do the other three things, when we believe in Him, when we love Him, and when we obey Him. God gives us His glory in uh, uh, when we do those things. And so uh, because we become an image of Him, that's how we uh, uh, reflect the glory of God in our life. And so we need to remember uh, those things. When we seek to glorify God, we need to... Uh, uh, res- uh, what do we do again? We... Believe. No, no, well, no. We recognize God's glory, we reflect God's glory, and we receive God's glory, okay? And we do all those things that we might glorify God and so that we can do... Every day when you get up in the morning, when you, uh, if you want to glorify God, you need to set out your day and say, God, I believe in you. I love you and I want to obey you and I want to give you the glory. And in everything you do, that will help you to guide you in your pathway. It will help you to know the things you ought to do and the things you ought not to do. It will give you guidance in how you speak to other people. It will help you in the way in which you make decisions in your life. It will help you in knowing the right thing to do and the wrong thing that you ought not to do. It will help you in your life. In, in everything, look, the reason that we exist. The reason we are on this earth is to give God the glory. And we do that by believing in Him. We love Him and obeying Him. 
And so let that be our desire in this church. Let that be our desire in our life and everything that we do, that we might give God the glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that you bless us and help us that we might glorify you in every action and every word and every thought.